Happy New Year to all of you. I'd like to uh, read a couple of verses for you from Philippians chapter 3. Not that I have already obtained all this, or have already been made perfect, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead, I press on towards the goal to win the prize which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. We uh, sang a very nice song today um, um, based on Philippians chapter 3. In Philippians 3, the Apostle Paul sets out his mission. And I think uh, Philippians chapter 3 is unparalleled in terms of seeing what Paul is really like. He's very clear about his main purpose in his life. As Alice said, his purpose, his principal purpose was to know Christ. And uh, Paul said that for me to obtain my purpose, to fulfill my purpose, I'm ready to pay any price. And uh, he was ready to consider all things rubbish compared with the knowledge of Christ. Uh, but one thing that's particularly emphasized, which Paul emphasizes, is set out in verse 13. It says, one thing I do. Forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead. That's a very important verse. To forget the past. And it's very much linked to the subject of New Year. So this is why I'd like to speak about this particular verse. Let's forget the past and what's happened and move towards the future. And let's decide to forget the things from our past which are hindering us from going into the future. I know that it's very difficult to forget certain things from our past. But the Bible teaches us to forget certain things. At the same time, the Bible teaches us to remember certain things. So I'm not going to speak today about the things we're meant to remember from our past. Uh, but studying the life of Paul, uh, I can see that there were five things which he chose liberally to forget And in order to achieve his goal of knowing Christ, he had chosen forget those five things. And we can also learn from Paul and try to forget 
First of all, we see from Philippians chapter 3 that uh, Paul says he has forgotten his, his ego, his self. Uh, at the beginning of uh, chapter 3 in Philippians, he speaks of his own achievements. He said, I was a very uh, passionate uh, believer of the Jewish faith. Circumcised in the eighth day uh, of the tribe of Benjamin in regard to the law of Pharisee as for zeal persecuting the church uh, he was also very well versed in the law he was well educated uh, in the board in, in the structures of the Jewish church he had a prominent position and it said that he was one of the 70 elders in the church leadership someone like that who meets Jesus and becomes a Christian his life's values change completely. His purposes change. His criteria for his life change. His um, perspectives change. Someone like Paul, who is well respected, becomes someone who is who becomes the lowest of the low, who is disrespected and persecuted. And they very much disrespected. Him. But he said, "I'm ready to consider all the things that would benefit to me as rubbish." Whatever was gained for me, I now consider lost. And the things which formerly I reveled in and felt proud about, I no longer value. Because if I want to value such things, I need to become the former man, the man I was. And because I don't want to lose the purpose of my life, I've received something, a valuable treasure. In order not to lose that treasure, I'm ready to forego all the things which I valued before. So he had truly forgotten the prominence of his worldly position before he came to Christ. And that's very important. He had denied himself. And he had taken his cross. And he had followed Jesus. And so for Paul to suffer with Christ was a huge honor. And what was the purpose? It says, I want to know Christ and also share in his suffering. 
becoming like him in his death. And so somehow to attain to the resurrection from the dead. This is a real, really key purpose for Paul. What was the second thing which Paul chose to forget? He forgot uh, his failures. Uh, uh, you, you might think you might be surprised at that. Paul has failures in his life. We always consider Paul as someone who is victorious. And we don't expect him to fail. After Jesus, no one spread the gospel like Paul did. No one was persecuted as much as Paul was persecuted. No one had as magnificent, as, as large a vision as Paul did. wrote epistles as well as Paul did in the Bible. One third of the New Testament is made up of the epistles of Paul. Is it possible for such a man to have failure in his life? I'm sure as a man he failed as well. They had a fight, he had a fight with Barnabas. For a trivial issue. Barnabas wanted to take Mark um, as, a, as a new believer along, along with them, but Paul didn't want that. And there was an argument between Paul and Barnabas. Barnabas it was a reason for Paul and Barnabas to go separate ways. The Barnabas took Mark and Paul Barnabas worked and worked on and discipled Mark. And because uh, Barnabas was a man of real encouragement, Mark changed from being someone who wasn't particularly fruitful to having a very fruitful ministry. And only towards the end of his life did Paul realize uh, the yes. man that Mark has become. And he tells Timothy to bring Mark with him to see him because he sees value in Mark. And I think uh, Barnabas played a real, really key role in encouraging Paul in his ministry in life. And he helped raise Paul up. So Paul can make mistakes. Once in Athens, Paul preached. And he 
Christosi Khacha, Yevira Haruchuna, Arzapis Chaitner Martha. And because he was in Athens, he tried to take a philosophical approach, a very um, intellectual, academic approach to his message, and he didn't preach Christ crucified in the clarity that he might have done. What the Uzmeret Hitnakan, Athenim Artik, Athenim Artik, Iran, Astadein Yevhavane. Because he wanted to appeal to the intelligentsia in Athens. Yevshat the Karachunk Statarte. And his ministry wasn't as fruitful as it might have been. Yevetoporentati took Terimech Krumayet. And in Corinth, uh, I, I don't want to make the same mistake. I want to preach Christ crucified. So Paul, like us, he makes mistakes. But the difference is this. He drew lessons from his mistakes and went forward. And he didn't go back and repeat the same mistakes. All of us have made mistakes in our lives. We have to accept our mistakes. And forget them. Repent from our mistakes. And once we've repented, we shouldn't condemn ourselves for those mistakes. I've seen great men of God. And I've seen they've never asked for forgiveness or said they're sorry. In their view, everyone else is wrong and they're never wrong. I know people like that. I also know the opposite. People who accept their mistakes. Uh, just recently, uh, a mullah in Iran, a famous mullah died, who used to do, make many mistakes. But during recent years, he confessed and acknowledged his mistakes and changed considerably. And he started to speak about democracy and democratic principles and was quite enlightened. And he was very much persecuted by the authorities and they removed him from his office. But he stood firm to what he believed. People in Iran very much respect him. Though. And they consider him a hero. And they're following his mentality and his principles. Even though he was a Muslim. He said, if we've been wrong. This is where I've been wrong. I apologize. And I'd like to correct my ways. People really respected him for that. One million people uh, went to his funeral and many others were turned away. People who admit their mistakes and choose not to repeat them are always very much respected. People see humanity like that and respect it. We have made mistakes in our lives. 
I'm sure if we just look back on 2009, it won't be too hard for us to pick out the mistakes we've made. That's why when we take communion, the Bible says each person should examine himself. Then we erase them from our memories and we we stop them uh, coming and condemning us. Uh, famous Christian academic scientist was Tom Edison. Uh, there have been many famous Christian scientists from history. Thomas Edison, Pascal, Pastor, C.S. Lewis. Եվ՞ը՞ը՞ը՞ը՞ը՞ը՞ը՞ը՞ը՞ը՞ը՞ը՞ը՞ը՞ը՞ը՞ը՞ը՞ը՞ը՞ը՞ը՞ը՞ը
third thing that Paul forgot were his successes. Maybe you'll be surprised with that. Should one forget the successes as well? Yes, if your past successes are stopping you from going forward in your life, then you should forget them. Paul uh, had experienced amazing blessings. He'd had some amazing revelations. God even showed him many things in heaven. But someone who, who carried out as many miracles as Paul did, he never stood and said, I've done all these things in my past, I've had all these successes, and so we don't need to go forward anymore. Many Christians live in the past. I know some Christians who have been believers for a long time who say something like the following. 45 years ago, 57 years ago, 32 years ago, we did this, we did that. It's nice to remember what God has done in our lives. But if we're just living in the past and not doing anything for God in the present, then we've missed the goal. Someone said a very wise thing. Listen carefully to this. We have the whole of eternity to celebrate our successes. But we have a very short window of opportunity to achieve new successes. So we need to think about what we're doing today. What situation are we in today? What vision do we have today for our future? It's not enough just to feel good about the successes of our past. I don't want to speak about myself. But uh, I've seen 2,000 people, Muslims, come to Christ. I've baptized them. I've been in ministry for many, many years. And, and by rights, I should be thinking about retiring. But at the start of this year, I've been praying and asking God, God, what can I do this year that I haven't done before? And we keep praying of Nazi. We both pray that when Iran opens up, we'll be on the first plane back. Many people might laugh and think, well, you've already achieved so much. Just sit back and rest a bit. This year I'll be 60. I'll be I'll enter my 60s. When I saw 
brother Seth yesterday who's, who's approaching 100. I saw him experiencing something. He still believes that one day we'll be going back to Iran together. People like that are truly blessed. Paul said, I'm going to forget my successes so that I may achieve new ones. What was the fourth thing that Paul forgot? He forgot uh, the things he was guilty of. Uh, not his mistakes so much, but his, his sins. Perhaps uh, Satan was constantly reminding him of the sins of his past. Paul considered, considered himself to be the chief of sinners. Paul was present when they killed the first Christian martyr, Stephen. And he encouraged people to throw stones at Stephen. He, he held their clothes that people might uh, stone Stephen more easily. I'm sure that we used to uh, weigh on his conscience. I'm sure he'd made other mistakes but constantly came back and ate away his conscience. But by giving his sins over to Christ and by truly repenting of them, he came under the grace of God and he was under the power of the blood of Jesus. He chose to forget all of his past sins and mistakes because the Lord had forgotten them as well. And if the Lord has forgotten the sins and mistakes, why shouldn't we? The Bible says, I will throw your sins to the depths of the ocean. I will no longer remember them. As far as the east is from the west, so have I distanced my, your sins from myself. Someone had committed a sin in the morning and came to repent. He was forgiven. After lunch, he made the same mistake. And he said, the sin that I uh, committed this morning, please forgive me again. And the Lord said, the Lord said, but what sin had you committed in the morning? I forgot your sin in the morning. It's already forgotten. So what had you done? Do you really believe that's how God acts? Do you really believe that the blood of Jesus truly cleanses us from all of our sin? We don't forgive ourselves. And our sins and our past don't allow us to go forward. And Satan wants to constantly condemn us and hold us back from going forward in our lives. 
final point. You can get what final word falls from a run wedding chip. The fifth thing which Paul chose to forget. Now, Urish Nerisafal Neriyev Mechir was Hante Piran Arelein for us. Paul chose to forget the things that others had done to him. Paul had lots of problems in his relationships. He had lots of enemies within his own people. Uh, people who weren't believers amongst the Jews. Then false teachers created many problems for him. People preaching false doctrine. And he had lots of problems created by people closest to him in the churches he ministered with. Read 2 Timothy chapter 4 later on. And you'll see Paul cites the name of people who had betrayed him. He gave the name of the people that left him, hadn't joined with him. Such and such left me because he loved the world. Only Luke is left with me. When I went to court, there was no one with me. Everyone's left me. Timothy, come quickly and bring Mark with you. And we see that Paul, in a physical sense, worldly sense, was broken-hearted. But in that same chapter, he speaks in a very victorious tone. Why? As a human being, this, all of these things affected him. He wasn't heartless, he had emotions, he had feelings. He, he, he was broken-hearted, he would cry. He'd be sad because of the things others did. But they wouldn't, he didn't allow them to hinder him in reaching his goal of knowing Christ. Because he had no desire for vengeance. He would pray for them and he would forgive them. He didn't hold grudges. He would hand over the issues to Christ and forget about them. There is power in forgiving. It wipes out the past. If we forgive but we don't forget, then it's not real forgiveness. In many couples, married couples, when there's an argument, and then they, um, they're reconciled and the, the, the issue goes away. And then a long time later, there's a new argument. Women have better memories than men. Men are wired differently, and I don't think their memories are as effective as women. People can say things like, you're the same person that you were 12 years ago when I was standing on such and such a street and you didn't do this for me. You can say, well, didn't we sort that out 12 years ago? 
when we reconciled over that. But it seems that certain things stay in the file, in the database for a long time. And things like this are obstacles to our progress. If we forgive, then we should truly forgive. Or we should forgive like the Lord forgives. And go closer to our aim of knowing Him. When we look on the past, there are things I'm really pleased about and proud of. And there are things I'm deeply ashamed of. One of the things I'm ashamed of is this. I'm ashamed of the amount of time that I've wasted on various arguments and disagreements and all kinds of conflicts. I don't want to live in that situation anymore. I don't, want to, I don't want to be in a conflict situation. I've learned my lesson. When I see a situation where there's bitterness, there's conflict, there's grudges, I don't want to associate myself with that. I distance, I distance myself from that. We need to uh, distance ourselves from and forget them and move forward towards our goal. Because things like that stop us from reaching our goal. I know someone who kept a number of issues in his heart for a long time. He came to me and said, I can't pray. I can't read the Bible and be blessed. When I come on my knees to pray, I remember that person that caused me so much pain. I just see everything about that person. I, I imagine them in the, in the whole physical being. Everything who they are comes to me in a very real way. And instead of concentrating on the Lord, I just think about that person. I think about the things they've said, the things they've done. I read, I read the verses in the Bible, but all I can see is that person. Why was it so difficult for him? Because he'd allowed over a long period of time that issue to take root. When trees really take root and have deep roots, the roots spread out and they affect other things around them. And people like that are acrimonious and poisonous for others. It's a very pitiful situation for people. But there's freedom from that. When we put our head on our pillow to go to sleep, we should be convinced in ourselves that we have no issue, no relationship issue with And that our heart is released and free from uh, any kind of issue or bitterness against anyone in this world. It's extremely important. If you're not, if you 
and the opportunities that we've missed in our past won't come back again. God is gracious and merciful and has allowed us to see another new year. And has created new opportunities for us And we don't want to forego the new opportunities that God brings our way. Because one day God will call us to account. Say the time that I gave you, I thought the opportunities that you had, I thought the situation I placed you in, I thought the words which I spoke to you, I thought the gifts that I gave you, what did you do with all those things? You make that Kahashik Dandas. And we have to give an account to God. Do you want to be the same person you were last year or do you want to change? Are you satisfied with your state or do you think there's room for you to grow? Paul himself says that I still haven't attained what I long to attain, but I keep pressing forward towards the goal. Are we any less? Are we any less? I'd like us to sing this song once again. As we sing this song, which is based on Philippians 3, let's examine our hearts as being a strength And let's review the decisions we've made in our lives and what awaits us uh, looking forward.
Joy, my righteousness, and I love. 